Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 68 of the Giant Take Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm always joined by my co-host Alex. We lose another one. Um, I, want, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to say that. We finally lose a game after winning four straight. You kind of forget the feeling of losing. I felt like the Kansas City Chiefs for once. Uh, but we lost again, feeling like the New York Giants, where they give you hope and they bring you right back down again to a normal state of a bad football team. And that's how we played today. 26-7 final episode number 68 of the Giant Take Podcast starts right now. are back we are we are two sad pissed annoyed fans uh in this game daniel jones did not look 100 that pissed me off to start off this episode why put him out there when you have colt mccoy who sucks as well as a backup quarterback that's what they're supposed to do though they're supposed to kind of suck they're not that's why they're backup quarterbacks but um just throw just throw colt mccoy out there and now it looks like daniel jones i mean i know i'm being a very negative fan right now Looks like Daniel Jones is going to miss next week. I'm going to be blatantly honest. Like, from how it looked today, um, you know, it'll probably be the same situation. He practices, he limits practice, whatever, whatever. I, ju- I just don't even know what to say anymore. It it just sucked today. Um, you know, Alex has some stuff, and uh, we'll go to him now, my co-host. You know my co-host, Alex, on this podcast. I, I don't even know what to say today. It's It's a terrible day, and it's getting worse by the moment. Um, the Giants obviously losing, the Cowboys winning earlier, Eagles are up at the time of recording, we're going to have an updated, um, NFC East, um, playoff picture slash standings in the outro, um, of what's happening when this episode releases Monday morning. Um, but right now the Eagles are up 17 to zero against the New Orleans Saints. Jalen Hurts is apparently the next coming of Tom Brady. Who knew? Um, Russell Wilson, yeah. direct comparison. You want to give, or, you know, mobile court. He's a very good quarterback from what it looks like in this game. I was just referring to him as a great quarterback suddenly. And the first quarterback I could think of was Tom Brady. Um, Kyler Murray certainly played like uh, Russell Wilson today, or at least, uh, you know, attempted to, and is very much like him in that way. It, it was really 
it was a difficult game to watch. Really difficult. The Giants just, as soon, actually throughout the entire game, it never looked like um, the Giants were going to win. It never looked like that. It, it looks like it, it, we were out of it the entire game. The, the scoreline flattered us, to be honest, if you're looking at it. Um, our defense did really well holding them up, but after a while when you're on the field for, I don't even know what the time possession was, but we were on the field for much longer or on defense than they were. Um, you can't expect them to stop such a high-powered offense forever. And Daniel Jones didn't get it done today. The whole offense didn't. Special teams certainly didn't. Um, it, it was overall a terrible performance on pretty much every aspect, or at least two-thirds of the aspect of the game. And it's just it's just not a good situation. Um, but, uh, you know, just a quick and a little thing that will make us happy. There was the return of the butt fumble today um, in the Bengals-Cowboys game, um, which was pretty exciting. Josh, I'm not sure if you saw that. Obviously, we're all watching the Giants game, but I saw it after um, the game ended. And, you know, a little bit of comedy is always good in these terrible times where we may not be at the top of the division um, Monday morning. Yeah, well, I mean, one thing I want to go to right now is something that actually stood out to me looking post-game at ESPN's win probability rate. Um, And this is a percentage that they have going through the whole game. The Giants didn't weren't favored in this once. The lowest probability was 53.9% for the Cardinals. And that was in the Giants' first drive of the game. And it just kept on going up from there. Went from 62 to obviously at the game at 100%, but like at a normal rate, 95% when they went up 20, uh, 26 to 7. This game was just a showing of a tired Giants defense from carrying us to win after win. Um, you saw it last week where, the, you know, the Giants really were able to capitalize on their run, so it was kind of a balanced game, but that was more in the second half. Two games in a row now, two consecutive games, the Giants have scored zero points in the first half. That is unacceptable in this modern-day NFL. You want to go back to whenever, you know, our, our parents were, were watching the Giants, you know, at our age. If you want to go back to when the Giants won their early Super Bowls, that's fine. You can score zero points in the first half, and I feel like we should have some older, um, you know, listeners or older uh, Giants players tell me that because I could also be wrong. But in this modern-day NFL where it's offense wins championships, not defense, right, when, when it's – Offense controls games, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, right? Don't want to leave them out. This is a modern-day NFL where you have to see people score points, players score points. The Giants don't do that on offense, and we have to take that into consideration. And they are not winning games. And you cannot win games as a football team, as we saw from today, from a lackluster offense. And from an injured quarterback that you go out there and start, whether or not they're injured or not, apparently, according to Joe Judge. I guess they felt he was 100% healthy. He did not look 100% healthy. He was limping half the time. He was maybe 50% in the beginning of the game at some point. But he limped, and he did not look good. And I feel like I'm giving him an excuse with this 50%. Unless he felt 100% going to... If he felt 100% going into this game, this was a very bad showing from Daniel Jones. One that I've come to expect as a Giants fan, right? Normally. Um, I'm not too high on Daniel Jones on a good day. But 
if he was injured, then that's not his fault whatsoever. And that, and whether or not he's a tough player and he likes to go out there and play and the coaches didn't know, this is a coach's decision and the coach ruled it. You know, coach last week, he said, Joe Judge said, Daniel wanted to go out there. I had to break the news to him that we're going to have cold start this week. You're going to have to do that again this week. You were going to have to do that again this week and you didn't do that. And you had Daniel Jones start this game and Daniel Jones looked awful. Um, when I talk about the points, just real quick, and then I'm going to have Alex go. Uh, yards per game, Giants rank second de- to dead last. I don't know how that goes. Updated after this week. Coming in behind them is the New York Jets. <sighs> Giants in in points, uh, you know, overall, the Giants rank, let's see here, the New York Giants rank um, second to last. No, Giants rank... Uh, third to last uh, in points overall. And then in points per game, the Giants rank third to last again. So they average about 19 points per game. It's just it's just unbelievable. We can't get away with this every week. We're going to a game on Sunday night against the Cleveland Browns that are another high-powered uh, you know, offensive team with their wide receiver threats. Luckily, our former friend Odell Beckham is in this game, and he had some comments over the week too, which I feel like we didn't get to in Thursday's episode. Uh, where he said they weren't building around Eli. Maybe we can get to that today, but I don't even know if I want to do that. Just some like quick thing there. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, it, it, I want to go over some specific things, but in general, it was just such a bad performance that you can't even... There were so many things wrong. If we had to point out every single thing that was wrong in today's game, this episode would be three hours long. Um, it, it, the main points for me, the offensive line... Hassan Reddick getting five sacks, by the way, five sacks. That's more than most of our players on defense have this entire year. Andrew Thomas got smoked, smoked. He went back. He, he, Hassan Reddick sent him back to college. It, it was that bad. It, it was embarrassing. Cam Fleming was having issues. Everyone on the offensive line was having issues. Wayne Gallman had a decent game. Alfred Morris didn't really do anything. But the biggest issue, in my opinion, our receivers could not get open for their lives. Evan Ingram decided to show up in the fourth quarter with a minute 54 left, I believe. And I didn't see him the whole rest of the game. I don't know where he was. Maybe he maybe he got off the bus late. I'm not sure if there was an issue there. But he just seemed to appear right there. Golden Tate had an okay performance. But he's obviously known for not creating separation whatsoever. So I wasn't disappointed about that. Darius Slayton, he's a little bit injured. Sterling Shepard, you know, he's Sterling Shepard. He doesn't really create too much separation, but he does create a decent amount of separation, just not as much today. And then again, without Daniel Jones's mobility, which I think, you know, is a big part of kind of a, a trifecta of threats with the run game, Daniel Jones's running ability and the passing game. I think that dimension was totally taken out of the game. And because of that, he was totally ineffective. And I think it's a struggle, right? Jason Garrett couldn't, you know, I was pissed at Jason Garrett during the whole game, right? I I was texting Josh. I was, I was mad. I was texting everyone. Jason Garrett sucks. He needs to go. I still agree that he didn't do a great job, right? Third and one, you're throwing a deep pass when all you needed is a yard. You could have ran the ball. You just ran the ball for nine yards. You should have run the ball or done a quick, like pass a quick slant, a quick drag route, something. 
But no, he had to throw a deep shot to Sterling Shepard. Josh is nodding his head. He wasn't happy about it. Um, it's just, I, I don't understand what what he was thinking there. But the rest of the game, I mean, what are you supposed to do? You know Daniel Jones' condition. And the coaching staff obviously knew enough, right? Because they knew that Daniel Jones could not do a designed run. They knew he couldn't scramble really out of the pocket. They knew after he was limping that they should send Colt McCoy out. They knew enough. And I think, am I saying that if Colt McCoy was out there, we would have won that game? No, but it would have been competitive. This game was not competitive the entire game. Maybe the first five minutes it was competitive. But even if the score wasn't competitive, the Giants didn't seem like they were there to win. The Cardinals having everything on the line with them trying to get that final wild card spot, which they it looks like they might now, now that uh, Minnesota lost to the Bucks, And I feel like I've been going on forever here, but they, they, they seem like a team that actually wanted to win, and we just didn't. Okay, let's get into this. A few questionable points that Alex just made in that then I will now respond to. First of all, if Colt McCoy was in, it would have been a more competitive game. Uh, I think is what the word you use. That is not true. We have no idea what it could have been with Colt McCoy. Just because the Giants do it once against the Seattle Seahawks defense does not mean he will do it again in this game. And the running game also controlled most of it. So if you're basing it off of the game last week, Colt McCoy really did nothing. Uh, actually, Daniel Jones had probably a worse stat line than Colt McCoy even did last week. And Daniel Jones sucked today. So you're really not comparing much here, Alex. Um, your second thing, Jason Garrett needs to go. Jason Garrett has had on and off, uh, you know, games. It's, it's, it's just what it is. Um, you also texted me that you think this, this game, um, you know, will help the giants out where it'll make them seem, um, like a better squad, right. Going into our next game. And you think that it'll kind of bring the players down to earth. And I actually heard Entertainer and bad dog because I listened to them once again today, talk about that. Um, and, you know, I think Bad Dog actually agree with your point that uh, it brings the players kind of like down to earth and the young players, they learn from this game, which is true. But when you're in an NFC East uh, a race for the division, this you, you can't really have these games where you kind of learn from. That's, a se- that's like a season like last year. We're not fighting for anything last year. We were kind of done for already. Um, and, and then you go out and you have a good game or a bad game when it shows, Oh, you know, this, this is going to help the team learn and and move on. You know, you can't really have those games right now. So, you know, there's that. And, and, you know, we've said this already and I got some quotes too from, from Joe judge. Another thing is special teams remain a problem. This is the third game in a row now that we need to talk about the giants special teams. And we can mention the fumble. Uh, on the kick return, that completely changed the game. I believe that was Dion Lewis. And we have uh, returns by Christian Kirk, who I think picked up 77 yards on six returns, which is about an average of 13 yards uh, per return. And that, that was their uh, best, I think their first one, the first one that Kirk had, I think was the best punt return they had all season. Just that one return, that first return. Um. Yeah, and I mean, to for, for some context, too, the NFL's leading punt returner um, is averaging about 12.18 yards per return on the season, and he averaged 13. So, <laughs> it's just, it's just, I... Riley Dixon did bad in this game. <laughs> um, his punts weren't the best, and usually he does pretty well, um, but, you know, he had some tough punts there, too. 
I want to get to I want to get to the Daniel Jones quotes from Joe Judge in the press conference, but I want to let Alex respond first. Yeah, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. I don't even know. There's nothing for me to respond to. I agree with everything you just said. I agree with pretty much. I I, I don't I don't know what to say. I I'm already I'm so past this game. I'm trying to move forward. It's hard to forget. But on the point that you know, hopefully it brings these players back to a little bit more normalcy of you know how the Giants works. Obviously, we're used to it now. Um, we're you know what? Not even really because it's so hard to get used to something like that or these up and downs with them. But hopefully, we're a young team, and hopefully, this gives them some experience going into two more really tough games. And the Cowboys, who have been on decent form recently as well, so they're not going to be a pushover easy uh, either in week 17. So it's definitely going to be difficult. But Joe Judge's press conference, that was very interesting. Um, and I'm really excited to hear um, what he had to say. I heard some snippets, but um, Josh is going to share with that with us now. Yeah, so here's the quote. Um, basically, this is what he was saying on Dana Jones. This is what I wanted to hear because I was kind of critiquing the coaching staff. He first of all said, and I'm not the best at rating quotes. If you've listened to our podcast, you know that. But here we go anyway. We'll try our best. Uh, I thought he was able to protect himself in the pocket, which was the main concern, Judge said. We knew there was going to be some situations where he wasn't going to be able to pull it down and run as he had in the past. That was something we knew going into the game. We checked with him health-wise to make sure he was in the right state to keep playing. Judge said the feedback was all positive from both him and the medical team. Did we have conversations about getting Colt in the game? Uh, we had some, so that was a question I'm guessing from the media. And then he said, we had some brief conversations about it, but that was not based on Jones's health. That was based on, is there anything we need to do to change how we're playing game plan wise? We made the decision that it was the best to stick with what we were doing. I don't even know what we were doing, trying to make some things work. That that was me adding that. I don't even know what we're doing. That wasn't part of the quote. What we were doing and coming down to the end of it, uh, the deep play, you can talk about that uh, on the third and one, right? And then at that point, might as well even go for it at your own, whatever, 15, 20-yard line um, on fourth and one. And then the the next play is when there was like five minutes left. You know, you got to take some shots at that point. I understand it's probably harder for Jones to throw. Then get Cole McCoy out there and see if he can sling it. He throws a pick. He throws a pick. That's just something that adds to the stat line. We already knew we were basically losing that game. We're running it on first down every single drive. What are we doing? You have to take shots or at least do something. It was like a run on first down. We got two yards. Okay, second and eight. Jones, roll out to the right side. Oh, he passes to whoever it was. Slayton, Shepard, Ingram on the sideline. Whoever the hell it was. What are we, what are we doing? I felt like it flipped. Uh, in the first half, we were like doing – we were throwing in the first, and we, um, on the first downs, and it just wasn't working. And then we did running on the first down when it wasn't needed, when it wasn't necessary. I don't understand. And we mentioned Andrew Thomas earlier. I, I want to find how many sacks he gave up. It had to be two to four, two to five. Something like that. Yeah, a good amount of sacks. Um, yeah. And, and and we really couldn't get anything from the running game. You know, I'll get to the stats, of course, eventually. Uh, or probably in a bit. But, yeah. Yeah, Andrew Thomas did not play well. Really, the whole offensive line did not do well, especially in pass protection. And you especially need to be well when you guys – when you uh, have a quarterback who's injured or, you know, recovering from an injury, depending on whatever you designate his status was at the time. But yeah, it was disappointing. 
Andrew Thomas must have given up so many sacks. It's it's it was sad. It was a humbling for the Giants. And we just gotta move on. We gotta move on. We gotta hope. You know, the Washington football team, Chase Young just got a, a strip sack and are, uh, just recovered a fumble for a touchdown. Now they're up against the 49ers. The Eagles are obviously up, like we just mentioned. It's not looking good from a Giants perspective, where we could definitely be um, second place in the division after tonight. Not looking good. Uh, we just got to hope that, you know, we pull through in the next couple games. Obviously, two really tough games that we're going to preview um, in the future with um, the Browns and the Ravens. And then the Cowboys, of course, week 17. It's going to be a tough road ahead. We got to see. We need to get at least one win out of these final three. We might need two, um, you know, looking, depending on Washington's form and uh, maybe even the Cowboys. Who knows? So, Yeah disappointing but we got to move on uh we can't linger on the loss too much we got to learn from it move on quickly because we have another game sunday night football against the browns we need a win i'm just gonna address it right now uh i don't know if you're able to hear it but uh we got the dog barking right now she's even mad about the giants loss so you know it's upsetting it's upsetting on her so if you do hear the dog barking it's just because she she had to join in on the podcast and she felt that uh you know, the the loss is very tough. So I don't know if you hear that or not. Just wanted to mention that. Total yards, Arizona Cardinals won that. It was 390 to 159. Turnovers, we talked about this already. New York Giants had three possession was 37 to 22 minutes wise. Arizona won that. Uh, first down is 22 to 10. More to the box score right now. Kyler Murray, 24 for 35, 244 yards and a touchdown. We tried to control Kyler Murray. On the scrambles, it did not work on the scrambling. He did pretty bad the past uh, few, three weeks, whatever their losing streak was at the time. Kenyon Drake ran all over us. 23 carries, 80 yards, 3.5 yards per carry. One touchdown, Kyler Murray, three carries, 47 yards. He averaged about four yards a carry. And Chase Edmonds had seven carries for 32 yards, about five yards a carry. DeAndre Hopkins, what do you expect um, from probably the best receiver in the NFL? Um, nine ca- catches, 136 yards, averaged 15 yards a catch. Uh, Dan Arnold, tight end, killed us here. Um, two catches, 27 yards, averaged about 14 yards a catch, one touchdown. Chase Edmonds, four catches, 21 yards. I'm not going to continue with that. Um, and then it, it, uh, we, we added Son Reddick with the five sacks. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> we got to the Giants, Daniel Jones, 11 for 21. Um, 127 yards, six uh, average. Cole McCoy, when he came in on that last drive, two for three, 18 yards. Um, you have Wayne Gallman, 12 carries, 57 yards, five yards a carry. Not actually that bad. Deion Lewis, two carries, 14 yards, seven yards um, a carry. Golden Tate, one reception for 39 yards, you know, of course. Um, Sterling Shepard, three catches, 35 yards. Darius Slayton, three catches, 31 yards. And Evan Oh, Evan Ingram, two catches, 18 yards. And sorry, Wayne Gallman, three catches, 16 yards. You have Caden Smith, one catch in this game as well. The, the, you have the Daniel Jones with the three fumbles. Um, total tackles, Jabril Peppers led the team in that with 13. And did anyone get sacks in this game? We had Dobbin Tomlinson had the one sack. And that was it for the entire team. That was it. Yeah, and that and that uh, that does it for your New York Giants versus Arizona Cardinals stats. We're going to go to the outro where Alex will give you the NFC East standings uh, updated when you hear them on Monday or know what they are. To the outro we go. 
All right, so it's actually Josh here for the outro. Let's get to your NFC East division standings right now. Sadly, the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles in the 4 o'clock slate won their games. Uh, it was a final score of 24-21, to 21, so close to the end. Uh, and the Philadelphia Eagles got the win in that game. Jalen Hurts looking really good, of course, in his first start. Of course it happens, right? So he went 17 for 30, 167 yards and a touchdown. He also ran for 100 yards. So yeah, 24-21, your final. So they moved to a record of 4-8-1. Get to that in a minute. And then we have the Washington football team. Another game coming down to the final play. Uh, fourth and fourth and I don't even know what it was like fourth and twelve or something, uh, and they just did not convert, which led to the end of that game. Washington football team won that twenty three to fifteen. You had this Isaiah Wright person, uh, or, or Isaiah Wright had one play uh, as a quarterback, and and he threw the ball. You had Dwayne Haskins came in, Alex Smith came in. Um, I, I, I really um, had no idea what happened in this game. But anyway, Washington football team win this one. This makes them the leaders of the NFC East at the 6-7 and seven record. So let's get to that NFC East division right now. It's going to be in first place, the Washington football team at 6-7. and seven, The New York Giants in second place at 5-8. and eight, And the Philadelphia Eagles in third at 4-8-1. and one. You also have the Dallas Cowboys. Um, winning today against the Cincinnati Bengals, they're four and nine. So every single team, three out of the four teams in the NFC East, winning their games today, uh, except the New York Giants, which is a sight you have not seen in a while here with the NFC East. So that is very uh, scary. And um, yeah, so that's going to do it for NFC East. We have that updated. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe. Drop a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, go give us a follow on Twitter at the giant take pod. Once again, we do game tweets every, that's like the biggest part, but every Sunday or whenever the giants play next week and Sunday night, we give you game update tweets, um, which is very, you know, informative on how it's going. If you're not able to watch a game, uh, whenever we come out with a new blog post, um, Alex has not gotten one out yet, but there will be one by next episode, hopefully earlier this week. So stay tuned on Twitter for that should be out earlier, uh, early this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And um, also go follow Talking Blues Pod with the Chelsea FC podcast that Alex and I do with our friend Peter. Uh, Chelsea also lost this weekend, so hasn't been a good weekend for Alex and I. Has not been a good weekend. All right, so I think that will do it. Oh, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook, sorry, at the Giant Take. And then share with one friend, share with friends and family, and share on your social medias. Be sure to tag us at the Giant Take Pod if you're going to do it on Twitter, at the Giant Take if you're going to do it on Instagram and Facebook. Um, look forward to a new episode on Thursday. Once again, our schedule is Monday and Thursday game recaps on the Mondays and then game previews on the Thursdays, usually with special guests. And hopefully I will get another one there on Thursday. So look forward to that. Cleveland Browns, New York Giants, Sunday night football. We'll get to that on Thursday's episode. And um, yeah, that'll do it for this episode of the Giant Take Podcast, episode number 68 to be exact. And we will see you next time for another game preview.
Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.